Welcome to the Reflections on Learning podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about ADA compliance and how to create instructional materials for online learning that are ADA compliant. As I learned more about ADA compliance and what that means, I felt relieved to hear that some things I intuitively did right, some other things I have already done as a result of peer feedback, thanks team, and in many other areas I have a lot of work to do. For my current class assignment, I'm creating a online learning module for kindergarten students as a part of a summer learning academy. I sort of got excited and jumped ahead to building my module and I can see that maybe having this information might have saved me a lot of time before I started with my building. I have a lot of ideas for things that I'm going to need to revise or add. For example, I need to make sure that my instructional goals are clear on my modules. I need to add notes to slides and presentations and format documents. Sometimes I tried to get creative, but it may have been better to just simply use the templates already provided in slides as they already are designed to be ADA compliant. That's something that I didn't know before. I need to add print transcripts and I already actually have some of the transcripts available because I have access to multiple types of materials. So for example, I'm going to be posting a video of a slideshow of sounds using visual flashcards that have picture supplements, but I also have a PDF already from a home learning document that I can provide to parents as a transcript to the slideshow because it has the list of the letter names, the keywords, the sounds already written out. So I found that it might be easier to just look at some of the tools I already have than to create my own. And fortunately, in some cases, I can see already that that's going to be possible. I need to check all of my links to be sure that they are descriptive and reducing information to make it easier to navigate. Now, this is something I really struggle with because I know not everybody is really fluent in Google Suite and using Google Slides and especially not kindergarten students. So as a way for me to check with someone that is not able to just intuitively know how to use these out of experience or just familiarity with different types of computer programs and having those computer skills, I actually tried out my modules with my partner who is not the most tech savvy and also with my third grade son and my first grade son. And I found that there is just a lot of work that needs to be done to make it easier. While I know where to click and when to click, some people that are less savvy with technology, for example, my son, he would accidentally click and advance the slide and then he couldn't figure out how to go back. This is a huge problem. That would be so frustrating as a child accessing it or an adult that may not be familiar with Google Slides and how to work them. I need to do something differently. And the way that I might be able to do that is by reducing the content that I'm giving the students. So instead of giving them a weekly slideshow that I post on Monday, I may have to separate out the slideshow and that I have 
Monday slide and that is all that they get on Monday. That would be so much easier than having to worry about whether or not they can navigate through five or more different slides easily and without much instruction. So that's an idea I have as well. I need to make sure that I don't have fancy fonts, which I know I may have one or two of those in there that I can change out easily. And I need to be careful in my videos, which as I've listened to some of these podcasts, I can hear that I don't always speak clearly and slowly. So I'm definitely going to have to keep an eye on that. I need to include closed captioning for all videos, which I understand I can do easily in YouTube. And I hope that I'm able to do it effectively, but I do know that I'm probably going to have to edit it a little bit. So that's going to be time consuming. And finally, as far as self-assessment, self-regulation strategies, I think that it will be good if I can incorporate some sort of checklist system right on the slide if possible. I'm hoping that maybe Google Slides has an option where I can provide a box that they could click in to check off to show that they already did that work to make sure that they're completing all of their activities and able to monitor their own learning to be more effective. I plan to use a rubric that my professor supplied me with, which is a ADA compliance checklist that was adapted from uh, Washburn University's ADA compliance checklist. And I think with that and all of the information that I've received throughout this week, I will be able to do the work. It might take a little bit of time, but I have a good idea and understanding of what I need to do as well as sort of my own sort of checklist that I created as I was listening throughout the module. I'm looking forward to practicing this more and getting to the point where it's just second nature and I know to include these things because I can see that there are a lot of things that I haven't thought about before. It's really been a struggle thinking about how I can use Google Suite to be accessible to parents that aren't tech savvy as well as really young learners and it's It's honestly been a a real struggle. So I really, really need to get creative to find a way to make it work. And I'm hoping that I can because I want my students to be successful and I definitely don't want my parents to be frustrated. So this will be interesting. I'm so glad I'm putting in the work because I know that this is gonna come in handy for the rest of my instruction throughout the summer and most likely throughout the next school year as online learning will most likely be our reality at some point, if not at all times during the school year due to COVID-19. I hope you enjoyed listening and I know that there were a lot of ideas there, but just hearing the process someone else is going through hopefully can help someone else that's listening to this and consider all of the things that we need to do when we're making materials accessible for online learning.